from LPM. Louisville Public Media. Support for LPM Podcasts comes from the Eye Care Institute and Butchertown Clinical Trials, where they strive for diversity, equity, and inclusion within their staff, patients, and clinical trial participants. To learn more, visit butchertown.clinic. To be honest, to me, T-Stream just lacks a piano. I'm Erin Keene. I'm Sean Cannon. This is These Miracles Work. So we're back to the story with the band. Thank you for your patience. In 2016, we're going to jump ahead a few years. Uh, the band's third album, Boys and Girls in America, uh, turned 10. You know, it was that watershed record that, that catapulted them to that initial burst of success that they built on with Stay Positive. And the band had planned a, a handful of anniversary shows to play that album start to finish. You know, in their in their live shows, the Hold Steady never stopped playing songs from the Franz albums, I guess you could call them, after he departed the band. But f- from a fan perspective, and I mean, you know, anniversary shows are nothing if not total fan service, right? Completely. They're not supposed to break new ground. Like, this is it's all about, like, we're going to play this one album top to bottom um, and give you what you came here for, right? Those are fan service. Um, and a Boys and Girls in America you know, head to tails show without Franz, it wouldn't have been the same. There'd be a riot. It, it just, it, you can play those songs, you can make them work. But I don't think that you can make a Boys and Girls in America turns 10. As somebody who uh, was utterly captivated in 2006 by the Boys and Girls in America tour, it, it just wouldn't have been the same. No, as it turns out, that's not just a fan perspective. Uh, the, the the band actually felt the same way. The piano and Franz specifically brings this kind of drama in, into the whole steady that that is just part of what it is. Yeah, a drama and a counterpoint. We hadn't played in a year, so I thought we'd play these boys and girls shows and see where it goes overall. I got a voicemail from Craig one day saying we're going to do, we want to do these 10th anniversary things. And would you want to play the shows? And I really had to think about it. Like, do I want to, cause I, I tend to go, go through life, I guess, of like closing doors and not reopening them. It's like, that's a, that's a, that, that was that chapter of my life. But I thought, what the hell, you know, I figured it would happen eventually. Um, and I had told, I remember I had told a drummer friend of mine, he was like, do you think you'll ever play with these guys again? And I had exactly said, I'm sure there'll be some kind of 10 or 15 or 20 year boys and girls anniversary thing. And I'll probably, and I'll probably go do it then. So I guess I had mentally prepared myself for that. We'll all steady and boys and girls in America have such a sad time together. But then it was super fun and easy. Uh, Aaron, you saw one of those shows, right? I did. I did. Um, I went to Chicago to Riot Fest, and they were they were playing one of their anniversary shows there. And um, I think I was mentally unprepared for how exciting it was going to be to see Franz back on stage and recreating those numbers and um, having the whole the hearing those songs the way that I had first heard them back in 2006 the first time that I saw them live was really powerful I 
And I remember thinking after that, you know, with Selvage up there on stage as well, that like, okay, this is like the hold steady total package. And, you know, so then, of course, I started thinking, and I'm sure that I wasn't the only person in the crowd in those shows thinking, oh, is this it? You know, are you guys going to go back to going your separate ways again after this? Franz had a good time, so I asked him if he'd do it, you know, uh, kind of what we're doing now, which is, um, you know, not nine months of touring here, but these kind of weekends we've been putting together. Craig, we had coffee and he was like, would you want to do more of that? And I said, sure. That's, that was fun and easy. Let's do more of it. And that's sort of where it's been baby steps ever since then, you know? So then it was like, uh, yeah, baby steps into writing new material, which I guess was sort of the, the, the next hurdle that I, that I was super, um, uh, I, I don't know if skeptical is the word, but just sort of like, ah, you know, what is this? This is a slippery slope. The thing was, we did this weekend in Chicago, and uh, to make it kind of fun, we learned three covers by bands that are from Chicago. We did a Cheap Trick cover, a Wilco cover, and a Styx cover. And um, when we were doing that, or after we did it, I was like, we put a lot of effort into learning a Styx cover. Maybe we should put that effort into writing a new song or two. Um, and it just seemed like a better use of our time. And uh, I didn't want to, you know, go to making a whole album. But this way we're kind of doing singles is very attractive to me for where we're at right now. Okay, so one thing that you should know in the dot, dot, dot between after Franz left the band and... 2016, when Boys and Girls in America turned 10, is that uh, Steve Selvage, who's a guitarist, uh, used to play with Lucero. He joined the band for the Heaven Is Whenever tour in 2010 just to play on the tour. And then the following year became a full-time member of the band and he's been with them ever since. That was a huge bright spot through all those years. And I don't want to go through this without mentioning that because I think he was he's um, become spiritually and musically a huge part of the Hold Steady. A year ago, that new powerhouse version of the Hold Steady, Craig, Tad, Franz, Steve, Galen, and Bobby, released a single on Bandcamp called Entitlement Crew. Tequila takeoff, Tecate landing. Sorry about the centerpiece. Thanks for understanding. Sauce salesman, hard branding, Campari commissions. And it even had a B-side, even though there's no physical B-side on Bandcamp, a snake in the shower. Um, and then, like, every four months or so, they put out another release just like that. Really simple, right? A single and a B-side. So you get this little pair of songs, this little, like, snackable bit of of music content, putting it out on their own, basically, like they're a scrappy indie band again. And there's currently eight new songs up right now as we're recording this. And Craig says he's feeling pretty good about their current sound. You know, Stay Positive, uh, as far as LPs, uh, was the last real, you know, creative high point on that. I would say I really feel strongly about the songs we've recorded in the past year, uh, being closer to that um, and and feeling feeling closer to that level. I mean, I think there's a couple things about that. There's like a, the, the psychological aspect of, of which at this point in our in our career as a band and individually as, as musicians, I think we're not, we don't, we're not trying to prove as much or like nobody has necessarily the same chips on their shoulder 
uh, aesthetically. Um, I think having Steve in the mix um, smooths over a lot of stuff because there's just there's just that much more sonically involved in, in it. Um, I mean, look, there's writing songs is always it's still a little bit of a fraught process because it's creative and anything creative, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have a little bit of disagreement or friction, but I think everybody's much older and much calmer. And, and I I can only speak for myself. I feel much more comfortable just like expressing my opinion. And, and, you know, if I'm outvoted, then I'm outvoted or if I, you know, but at least I, or, or I discover that, that the opinion that I thought that would be a minority opinion is actually shared or, you know, it's just, it's, it's a, I feel much more comfortable in the process. The, the one thing in talking about this and especially talking about our records, and I, I will come back to this probably several times throughout this is like Craig always has a very, um, like big picture. He, uh, he's kind of got it mapped out and he understands it where I, I kind of don't know what I'm doing. It's just these little bursts of creativity that he, then he's kind of the one that sort of harnesses everything. And it, it's taken me a, actually a long time after two bands and, you know, you know, at least a hundred songs, I guess, of figuring out that that's, I think, what is the one of the great things about writing songs together is that I just kind of stuff just kind of comes up for me. And it's like, Oh, you know, and it just comes out in these little bursts and Craig is really the one that focuses it and makes it into something that's um, that people, people can listen to, I guess. I think 15 years into the life of the band, that's just, uh, that's just a, a, a feature, a feature tension of the process. I mean, I think it, it, I think, um, that's just a kind of like the mid tempo kind of chugling guitar rock is something that, that, that I think, you know, particularly got Tad and Galen and, and, and now with Steve in the band too, like, that's just the kind of thing that that's a like 70s style guitar rock thing, aesthetic that they like. And so I just have to find room for it. You know, there's plenty of stuff that I like that they roll their eyes at too. So that's just, um, you know. Part that that that's a role that I've sort of accepted of myself in the band as being the annoying one, <laughs> you know. The, there's the, the the hold steady thesis, and I'm the antithesis, and then uh, and then the records are the synthesis. The best ideas that I've been able to come up with are when I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. Like that's why I play guitar, sit in you know Law and Order Marathon or whatever, because you stop thinking about what you're doing, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, what was that? And then you can kind of take it from there. But it isn't until it it kind of comes in and we come together and and start to create something that it that it really takes form. It creates a culture where everyone's working hard. Um, I think you know. I look at one of my favorite bands, Booster Do, who made tons of music largely because they had two songwriters that were trying to outdo each other. this story is supposed to turn now, right, is that with this new lineup of the band, the, the, the old and the new, 
come together, everyone is feeling good about the new material and on the same page. That now the band uh, gets back in the studio, records another album, goes back out on the road, tours for two years, rinse, repeat, do it again, back up on top, right? But um, but actually, what's happened is that the band has found a different rhythm and a different way that works much better for them now than it would if they were trying to go back and recapture who they were, you know, eight years ago. It's it's very realistic for us to play three shows in Chicago rather than play one show in Chicago and two shows in somewhere near Chicago um, when only the Chicago show makes money or, you know, and the, and the other, you know, so it's probably at least for the near future where we're at to do these weekends, we were able to be much more musical. We take some of the travel away from it. And, um, and we've really enjoyed it. Emotionally, we're not up in each other's business all the time because we don't see each other all that often. Um, and when we do, it's a nice special occasion where we're, um, where we're going to play a couple shows and, ha- and have a great time, or we're going to try and write a couple of songs but we're not, it's not like we've been seeing each other 300 days a year for the last seven years. I'm really into it. I'm, I'm loving it. And I think like last year we, we released four songs, uh, two each before the, before the two before the Brooklyn shows and two before the London shows, just as a surprise, which, uh, I think the recording was super positive for everyone and really happy with the material. And I think the songwriting went easy and well. And uh, it feels like there's almost a new improved uh, atmosphere to it. And uh, the fact that we have Steve Selvage, who came in after Franz left in 2010, and now Franz back sort of feels like we have the best of both worlds. And, uh, and uh, I say it not jokingly, but I say it with pride every, every night we play that this is the best lineup of the Hold Steady. And, you know, we didn't come to it till 2016. Yeah, there's something about being able to step away from it for a little bit too and coming back to it i think that's helpful on perspective um and the experience that you have in it and um yeah it's it's just again the the, the momentum thing can really like oh we got it we have this all this momentum we need to keep this momentum and it's like it's, you know what that's not always true um because it's not always good for your mental or physical well-being and as long as you take care of that and you're having a good time i, I don't i don't know i think the last the, the last year has been not only fun but i've also you know you've seen the band kind of evolve too yeah, yeah. by having my writing, writing songs with steve and franz in the band and yeah it just sort of feels like both creatively, musically, all spiritually, all levels, it seems to be firing on cylinders that that uh, are really positive, positive cylinders. So part of this new iteration of the band that's about um, doing things on their own terms is they can do, as Franz said to us, do all the things that are fun and not the stuff that's not fun, like all of the stuff that made them so stressed out back in the stay positive days. 
One of the things about doing these long weekends is that it's a special occasion for us as much as it is for the people who come to the show. Like if you're going to see a touring band, you know, on a, on a Tuesday night in, in Iowa city for the people coming out on the Tuesday night in Iowa city, that's their big night out. And for us, it's Tuesday night. Um, whereas in this, in this case, it's like, we haven't played it. We haven't played a show in a, in a couple months and these are going to be awesome sold out shows and it's a special occasion for everybody. <laughs> you know, we get to say, hey, how you doing? And like catch up on each other's lives and have and, you know, I get to put on my my um, rock star drag for a couple days and then go back to my regular life. You know, it's a much more it's it's a much more positive experience if you cut out all the stuff that's not fun about being in a band. It's a much more uncomplicated feeling as a band right now because there's not as much at stake other than writing songs that we're proud of and putting on shows that are fun. Like, I, I feel like that, you know, there, there's an aspect of what, I don't know, is the band going to get any bigger than it is now? Probably not. You know, but there was always that. There was that. Like we, we're we're sort of comfortable in in who we are as people and who we are as a band and 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 what our what our place in the in the larger musical universe is. And so that that removes a lot of the the, the stress of of trying to, to to make your place. I think it's a, it's more of like this is who we are. This is what we do. We're good at it. Let's do it. We are our only Over the summer, the band played a series of Stay Positive anniversary shows, uh, which they called the Constructive Summer Tour. The newly reissued Deluxe 3LP edition of Stay Positive is out now, um, and you can find details at theholdsteady.net. Aaron, thanks so much for doing this with me. It's, man, it's been so much fun. And and seriously, uh, thank you for listening to These Miracles Work, a Hold Steady podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing it, you know, even just one-tenth as much as we enjoyed making it. I also want to say a special thanks to Craig Finn, Tad Kubler, Franz Nicolay, and critic Annie Zaleski for all being so generous with their time. Uh, Not to mention the rest of the Hold Steady, Bobby, Galen, and Steve, you know, for, for making awesome music together. Thanks as well to David Gottlieb of Death or Glory Music, uh, the team at Vagrant Records, Dave Gardner at Infrasonic Sound, Stephen George, Stacey Owen, Charles Spivey, and the rest of the Louisville Public Media family. For my co-host and co-producer, Aaron Keene, I'm Sean Cannon. And hey, yeah, I'm going to do it. Stay positive.
Support comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at visionzerolouisville.org. Thank you.